Good evening and welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate the third Sunday of Lent. Assisting us today, our lector is Tess Caddy. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and our presider is Father Michael. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, so weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give the living water, thirsty one, stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus, and I drank from that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Welcome everyone as we're celebrating this third Sunday of our Lenten journey together as his disciples with him through death to resurrection. As we're gathering on this third Sunday, we're also celebrating the first of three scrutinies with a member of the uh, RCIA, which is the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. So after the homily, I'll be inviting Grace um, and her sponsor forward um, for what's called the first scrutiny, and I'll explain that when we get to that point. As we open ourselves at the beginning of this liturgy, we open ourselves to the presence of the Holy Spirit that has driven us into the desert, the presence of the Holy Spirit that has called us to follow as his disciples, the Holy Spirit that quenches our thirst as his followers and that sends us out to help quench the thirst of others. As we begin, we ask God's mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, have shown a remedy for sin. 
Look graciously on this confession in our loneliness, lowliness, that we who are bowed low will be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us please be seated and attentive to the Word of God. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more, and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? The word of the Lord. Psalm 95. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God. We are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, when your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. For Christ, 
while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you are truly the Savior of the world. Give me living water that I may never thirst again. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. This is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to come and draw water here. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, the hour is coming 
when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When He comes, He will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans in that town began to believe in him. The Samaritans came to him and invited him to stay with them, and they stayed two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, we no longer believe because of your word. We have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Give me a drink. This is how it all began. Isn't it interesting that it's not Jesus teaching something as much as it is asking for something, and in that asking, actually sending an invitation, because as the woman exclaimed shortly thereafter, it was an unusual request for a man and a Jew to ask a woman and a Samaritan for something to drink. But Jesus starts the invitation or the relationship with this woman in asking her to actually do something. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? As the story goes on, we see what that invitation does, the transformation that happens. Now, these readings that we're hearing proclaimed tonight are not what we would normally hear, but we're doing them because it's for the scrutiny, okay? The cycle A readings are usually very long, especially the gospel passages, and we go through three different readings of John. The first is the one that we heard today, the woman at the well in Samaria, at Jacob's well. And so these stories, these gospel passages, are particularly chosen for those who are journeying through the rite of Christian initiation for adults, the RCIA process. And they're chosen because they really are the gospel or the call to discipleship encapsulated or in a Reader's Digest version, each of the stories. Because in each of the stories, what happens is there's an invitation, a transformation, and then actually a, there's a sending forth that happens in each of these stories. And so they're specifically chosen because that's what's going on in the life and in the process of those who are going through RCA or what should be going on. And I, again, I use that very specifically. RCIA is not a program. It's not classes. 
It is a process of invitation, transformation, putting aside what has been the past, our brokenness, and trying to accept the Lord so that we become transformed. It is not just also for the RCAA. That's a process that's supposed to be happening for each and every one of us as we go through our Lenten journey. And if I could just leap in for a moment to, that's also what's supposed to be the process of our community covenant, right? The sense of invitation into relationship, a transformative relationship that sends us out and forth. And actually, we're on the place of the community covenant and the sharing of the community covenant that literally is going forth. Isn't it fascinating that the journey, the call to discipleship, the invitation to the woman of Samaria was not a call to sit and listen or learn, but to do something. (laughs) Give me something. And if you notice as the story unfolds, Jesus describes the water that he gives as the spirit welling up inside right? A spirit that which will bring an end to thirst in the person and in those around them. And by the end of the story, the woman in her transformation, that journey of transformation, then goes into the village and actually says to the village, I think I found something. I think I found the Messiah. And in the very conclusion, they come to an experience of him themselves because of this woman's transformation and because she not only drinks but then shares that water with others. And it starts with the call and the invitation, give me something to drink. The journey of discipleship, going forth is an essential part of it. It's not something periphery. It's not something that, that, that is, is something we do maybe, right? Going forth and living discipleship in the context of the world in charity and justice is an essential part of what it means to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus. It's fascinating. I'm just recalling that in one of the other Gospels, um, shortly after Jesus calls the, 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 the twelve, calls his first disciples, calls those fishermen and a few others, he sends them out two by two to all the villages right, before he gets there. Because going forth, being sent into the world is almost at the very beginning of what it means to discipleship. So the more that you're called in, the more that you experience the love and the relationship, the more you go out into the world. Uh, Of course, there's so much need in the world. There's so much brokenness in the world. There's so many things that we could get connected to or involved in as followers, as parish, as individuals, as disciples. Sometimes it's overwhelming to think kind of what I should necessarily get involved in. But every single one of us is called, invited into some aspect of what it means to go forth in the world, in our family, in our community, in our job. There is injustice, oppression, and charity that is needed in so many places, and we cannot do it and be it all. But we can do something. And each of us who hears the call that says, give me something to drink, and drinks themselves, the Spirit wells up within us that that water may quench the thirst of someone, somewhere, 
in some situation in the midst of the context of our world. Give me a drink. Let us pray for Grace, our candidate, whom the church has confidently chosen. May she successfully complete her preparation and at the Paschal Feast find Christ in his sacraments. And so we turn to the Lord with our prayers of petition. And our response can be, Lord, hear our prayer. That our candidate, Grace, welcomed by our community, may ponder the word of God in her heart, savoring its meaning more fully day by day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our candidate, supported by our community, may learn to know Christ more fully, who came to save what was lost. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our candidate, in company with the community, may humbly confess herself to be a sinner with us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our candidate, fortified by our community, may sincerely reject everything in life that is displeasing and contrary to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Richard Mannion, Anthony Nassini Sr., and Betty Richards, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We remember today Anthony Tripodi and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the fountain for which we thirst. You are master whom we seek. In your presence, we dare not claim to be without sin, for you alone are holy. Open Grace's heart to you in faith. Open our hearts as well as we confess our faults, lay our burdens and wounds bare. In your love, free us from infirmities, heal sickness, quench thirst, give peace. In the power of your name, which we call upon in faith, stand by grace now and heal her. Rule over the spirit of evil and conquer it by the rising from the dead. Show this your candidate, the way of salvation in the Holy Spirit, that she may come to worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. We worship God in spirit and in truth, trusting the power of God's presence and kingdom at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching. We dare to pray. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We share with each other some sign, safe sign of Christ's peace and presence among us. For those celebrating virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just a couple of parish announcements. Rediscovering the healing power of God's love and the sacrament of reconciliation, Catholic parishes throughout the, the diocese will be open this Wednesday, March 10th. If you've been away for a while, no worries, the light is on for you. Confession will be offered here at St. Mary of the Mount Church here in our parish uh, from 6 to 9, 9 p.m. Excuse me, 9, 6 to 9 p.m. this Wednesday evening. You know that due to the pandemic, we're not doing our Lenten nails and collection, but in this week's bulletin, as well as uh, at the entrances of the church, as well as on our parish website under the Lent and Easter offerings, we list a number of charitable organizations that you can support should you wish to uh, in this time of almsgiving. Continuing to, if you ever wondered why Jesus sent out his disciples two by two, where two are gathered in my name. Heeding those words during this Lenten season, we're beginning an ongoing faith walk within our parish called Two by Two. You can sign up in the bulletin or on our parish website for sign-up information. Fish Fry continues. We'll continue to hold it every Friday during Lent, takeout only at Sullivan Hall here on Mount Washington. Together, let us stand and pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still here on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, Lord, that being brought what is being brought about us in mystery may come to true completion through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to, to God. God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe. And please know that we are always praying for you.
If there be tears, may they wash us with forgiveness. If there be cries, may they find their way to song. Forgive us, O Lord, forgive us as we forgive each other.